Hey everybody, welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week we're reading Cade by Liliana Hart. Cade's not a very descriptive title. It's not a very funny title. It's not even a good title. So instead of making a joke about it, I'm just gonna stop talking and start the episode right now. Book Club. My name's Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hey, I'm Shane Barclow. And this week we're reading a book called Cade, book one in the Mackenzie Security series ah. by Liliana Hart. That sounds like mall security, maybe. Fingers crossed. Or corporate security. Uh, fingers uncrossed. Ganesh. How's Cade spelled? <laughs> that is what with, I was with a C or a K? That's also what I was gonna ask Ganesh. Uh with a C, it looks like. Oh boy. my bird's eye view. You know, which is fine. You get into a Cade with a K, you're dealing with a bad boy. This guy's got leather jackets, motorcycles. You don't want a piece of that guy. You think Cade with a C is a sweetie? Cade with a C wears perfectly fitted Levi's. What kind of shoe wear? Boot. Boot? Yes. Okay. Certainly a boot. A fancy boot or a practical And he's got a lasso. like Uggs. No. (laughs) Ganesh, you've misread Cade. He's a sweetie. Rocking his Uggs, Cade. Now, Cade with Uggs has a Y in there somewhere. That's all I'm saying. C-A-Y-D. That's it. That's 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 where you cut it off. That's Cade with Uggs. Anyhow. We read a lot of books where (laughs) where there's a character named Cade in it. So I I feel like this just gets to the root of all of that. And speaking of a lot of books, that's a great segue into what we do on this podcast. Every week we read a free ebook from Amazon Prime. We read the first page. We read the 25% mark, the 50% mark, the 75% mark, and the last page of the book. That's five pages of the book. Usually there's a Cade in there somewhere. And And now this we have Ultra Cade. this, This is... Cade to the power of 10. Cade's world. And we're just living in it. Ganesh, why don't you read us the synopsis of Cade? Cade McKenzie is prepared to give his life. That's a real Cade. McKenzie? Cade McKenzie. A McKenzie Cade. Cade McKenzie is prepared to give his life to destroy the cartel that killed his lover. Shit. But the only way to draw them out is (laughs) to present them with the perfect bait. Now, that sounds like a Cade with a K. What would you bait the cartel with? I would put a large cardboard box or perhaps a crate out with a stick underneath. And then under that box, I would just sprinkle some bags that say cocaine money on the side. Because they don't want just normal money. They only want cocaine money. They want cocaine money. money. They want drug money. This is worth more. That's true. I think, right? Yeah, because it has cocaine in it. Yeah. Actually, you know that all American money has cocaine on it. That's a wife. That's a tall tale. That's a tall wife's tale? No, no, sir. This is an average size husband's tale because it's true. <laughs> it is indisputable. I mean, ask any. She sticks a dollar bill up his nose frequently. <laughs> <laughs> I never asked why, but I put the pieces together. Bailey Scott has no idea who her new neighbor is, only that her body is drawn to him in ways she can't explain. Yeah, wake up, Bailey. It's Cade. I will spell Bailey because it is an odd spelling. <laughs> okay, Mr. No Spell. There's a Y in there. B-A-Y-L-E-I-G-H. Oh. Bioli. Damn. Bioli. Am I saying that right? Bioli. Uh, it's I, like ba- Bayleaf. Bailey. <laughs> it's Bayleaf. Bailey. Yeah. That's right. It's like a, a guttural thing. When these people write these books, do they buy, they go on Amazon and, and see, is there a book called like The Whitest Baby Name? <laughs> 
<laughs> How do you find these names? Who thinks, you know what, Cade McKenzie and Bailey with an E-I-G-H at the end are my protagonists. Those are the most relatable names I can think of. Uh, now, she's wearing Uggs. They're all wearing Uggs. <laughs> In this universe, everyone's wearing Uggs and Crocs. No. I, think I was going to say, Cade's a Croc man. All of our books just exist in one universe and all the characters would you say have uggs and crocs yeah yeah also no black people just putting it out there in these books there are no black we people. didn't write them we just read them i don't yeah we don't endorse these books frankly maybe we should think twice next time we read a book like this but we're already in too deep come on more than firework explode between Cade and bayleaf when she discovers the real person <laughs> sorry bayleaf Can, like, please <laughs> will you call her that the rest of the book <laughs> Yeah, will it's, you, it's will, Bayleaf. Will you now. do me this kindness and call her Bayleaf? She discovers the real reason he relentlessly pursued her, but by then it's too late because she's already been drawn into a deadly game of desire, deception, and revenge. Hey, she's an independent woman. That's DDR. <laughs> you know, don't knock until you tried it. Well, that's great. I'm looking forward to a big buttload of Kate. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Sorry. What about Bayleaf? I could take or leave Bayleaf. No, you got to add the Bayleaf. Uh, the Bayleaf is a key ingredient. All right. Well, there are a couple In cooking names. and books. Listen, white people don't do seasonings or any kind of extra. It's just yeah, Bayleaf will make you sweat. It's just you just give me boiling water, a little pat of butter and some salt. Baby, that's dinner. Anyhow, let's jump ahead to the first page of Cade. You never eat butter like it's ice cream? <laughs> no. Well, one time I... <laughs> Okay. Hey. Okay. Great. Here we go. Jumping into the first page of Cade. You said okay, but I think you meant okay. Okay. Prologue. Okay. Oh, this isn't really the first page. Miami, two years ago. Okay. 2010. No, nope. No. Nope. 2017. Cade McKenzie knew fear. Pressed against his chest and squeezed at his heart every time. Yeah, on the shirt that says no fear he's wearing. Fear was right over the heart. Every time his lover screamed in pain. Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry for the jokes. I apologize. No. She stared at him out of wild eyes that had melted like dark chocolate when she'd climaxed in his arms only a few hours before. Oh, Uh, no. She's dying now. Who has sex wearing a no fear t-shirt? Well, you'd be surprised. (laughs) Only those with no fear. That's right. Cade. Anybody who had a child in the 90s did. <laughs> that or big dogs. One of them too. Or wearing filas. <laughs> <laughs> or LA gears. Oh, the only light was from my LA gears. She'd been soft and pliant with him. His name a chant on her lips as he buried himself inside her. Cade. 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 That's right, baby. It's Cade. It's Cade. But now those eyes were full of terror. The bruise on the side of her face already discolored and her lips swollen and bleeding. This fucked up, Cade. Where Miguel del Fuego had taken his fist to her. Miguel! A man who never showed remorse or guilt over terrorizing women or children. That's the worst kind of guy. Carmen had been caught giving the location for Del Fuego's next drug shipment to the DEA. You don't want to give it to the DEA. You sure don't. That's, That's the opposite. It's, rookie, uh, rookie mistake yeah. there. They're the ones that will stop you. Yeah. <sighs> and there were no second chances with the cartel leader. Not even for his own daughter. Caden Carmen had been dragged from bed in the middle of the night. Both of them naked. Wait, am I to... The inference is that her father is the cartel guy? No? Yes. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. All right, I get it now. Now we're cooking with gasolina. 
Kate and Carmen have been dragged from bed in the middle of the night, both of them naked, the evidence of their passion still evident on uh, their damp skin. Come everywhere. <laughs> God. I'm sorry. Sir. I apologize. Sir. Listen, you got to root for the people being dragged, don't you? <laughs> Put that on a shirt. That's our first merch. You got to root you know, for the people being dragged, don't you? You know, when you're being dragged and you're naked. It's definitely an underdog story, for yeah. sure. You you are, uh, that's, a, that's a come from behind story if I ever heard that one. That is the 1980 Winter Olympics, <laughs> USA beating Russia. That's hockey. right. Yeah. If you can overcome the odds when you're naked being dragged out of bed, then... God bless you. More power to you. Miracle too. That's right. I did it. Mama, I made it. <laughs> they had been blindfolded and beaten, and Cade knew without a shadow of a doubt that it was no one's fault but his own. Because we, they, they did that themselves. That was part of the sesh. He'd been so wrapped up in the woman, so desperate to be inside her, that he hadn't swept his room for bugs. I always forget to do that. You gotta clean your room. It's good for yourself, like Marie Kondo. Yeah. Do these bugs spark joy? <laughs> Don't think so. Toss them. And my old polo shirts. <laughs> what are all these jigsaw puzzles? I don't need these. I see you used to like uh, reading. You don't do that anymore. No. Those are gone. Those are bad. He'd been so wrapped up. We're the Marie Kondo of Amazon cleaning out the bookshelf, tossing this shit in the incinerator. You know, I didn't want to make that conclusion, but I agree. He hadn't found one in over two years. Miguel had begun to trust him, to groom him, to take over the cartel. Never good when you're groomed, unless it's with a comb. And you're a dog. <laughs> what about a hose? Good old fashioned. You've been groomed with a hose, you wild animal. <laughs> you beast. You never played in the hose? I wouldn't call it grooming. <laughs> Is that how they... <laughs> well, it's, a two, it's like a two birds, one stone. Okay. But Kate had let his guard down and taken that trust for granted. Now they would both pay the price. Kate knew the warehouse had been taken too well. The large wooden crates stacked against the walls. The oil-stained concrete... Do I hear crates? Sounds like somebody's ready to make a trap. The black panel vans parked in the center of the space. Remember from earlier? Put the bags of cocaine money under the oh, crate. Oh, yeah. He'd spend the afternoon there himself, making sure everything was in place for the shipment of Miguel's new date rate drug. Date rate drug. What a flub. <laughs> Say that again clearer. So <laughs> that's, that's a word you can't mispronounce. New date rate drug to come into the U.S. from Colombia. Damn. Its street name was Rabbit. Ew. Like Eminem from 8 Mile. Puts and you it. to sleep. Why are you going to clown an Eminem like that? <laughs> Why are you climbing on my boy, Marshall? <laughs> Listen, we all know that you're... <laughs> we've established in a previous episode that you are a re very recent big-time Eminem fan and defender. So no, no. I've been a fan. Eminem? I've been a fan. You've been a fan. This is Stan. <laughs> you stand hard for Eminem. You don't call my number. <laughs> I'm not participating. <laughs> One... <laughs> <laughs> this has got to go. This what? is not fit for human consumption. One touch of the powder against the hand or the back of the neck. What? Yo. The person it had been given to wouldn't care where, who, or how many things they were fucking. Are they really Jesus? Man or woman. God damn. Even as their minds screamed no, their bodies would betray them That's and beg yes. Fucking awful. Are there really drugs like that you can slap on somebody's neck? No, this is a book. <laughs> wow. This is the complete opposite of our fun drug, Snooters. Snooters. Yes. Yeah. 
where if that gets put on you, you know exactly who everyone is and you know their social security number. That's right. And also it feels like a thousand daggers are raining upon you from the sky. But you like it. And it feels like your shoes are made out of flubber. Huh. Like the Robin Williams movie and DVDs? Yes. And your balls also flubber. If it was injected into the bloodstream, there is no chance for survival. There had been too many deaths over the last several years because of the drug, and Cade had been selected to infiltrate Del Fuego's cartel and take them down once and for all. Hell yeah. Top secret mission. Love it. Sounds good. This is Cade with the K material. The warehouse was bugged and his team was aware of the shipment coming in. It would be unloaded at the docks and brought to the warehouse for safekeeping until it could be distributed to Del Fuego's suppliers. I needed the bug to tell me that the drugs were coming into the docks and were going to be taken to the warehouse. (laughs) Honestly, just go to the docks and go to the warehouse. If I was looking for drugs, like if I was part of the DEA and I was like, how do I find drugs? Number one spot I'm hitting up is the docks. And then a little later on, I'm going to check out the warehouse. I mean, I don't know. That seems like the obvious place for all this to be going down. Where, where else are you checking? The bus station? And then later you're looking in the library? No, no chance. Docks and warehouse. Find them at the docks. Yeah. There's always some shady shit going on at the docks. Yeah. Like fishmongering. Have you guys been to the docks? Here? Yeah. <laughs> sure. The pier? Shane's looking at us very menacingly as he asks that. <laughs> Stay away from the docks. Okay. All right, bud. But the shipment wasn't supposed to happen for another four hours, and Cade knew there was a chance he and Carmen could be shit out of luck as far as having anyone in place for a rescue. Cade's own wounds were severe, and it made it difficult to stay conscious. What's he got going on? Oh, he's, being, he's, he's currently being dragged. The gunshot wound to his shoulder bled freely. Damn, they shot him, too? They shot him, dragged him, poked him with a stick. You got it. You got it. You know? And he had at least three cracked ribs. I knew he had some ribs. I could tell by Great the way toy. he was thinking that the ribs were cracked. Mm-hmm. But with every blow he received, yeah, felt good. <laughs> he kept his eyes steady on Carmen's, hoping his courage would be her strength. Oh, she's dead. He was proud of her. She didn't beg for mercy as she was beaten. She stared at her father with all the hatred and loathing she'd always felt for him. Damn. Bad dad. She'd spent 22 years being his prisoner, and she'd known it was only a matter of time before she became his guinea pig for the drug he was so proud of. Huh. Oh, no. Not a laughing matter, it seems. This is a... uh, Much to my chagrin. Crazy prologue. (laughs) Oh, this isn't even the story yet? Fuck. When Cade had gone undercover in Del Fuego's cartel three years before. Now, since when do we read prologues? Since today. Because I wanted to give a little backstory on Cade. You got some kind of attitude on you today. Well, he's just trying to flesh Cade out. I'd be trying to flesh Cade out, too, if I knew him. Let's stop there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So they're they're in trouble. I'm going to guess that she doesn't make it. Yeah, I think she probably dies and he's gonna want to try to get that revenge he's going. gonna get revenge on the bad dad because mm-hmm. um, bailey's gonna bayleaf is, Bay is gonna pop up and <laughs> she, she's gonna add a lot of flavor to this bad boy what oh she dies is that not bayleaf but what's her name carmen san diego just read what you're looking at yeah just why tease us by moaning and groaning and sighing and smiling he's like also vibrating and heaving Cade couldn't imagine what more the man could hope to take from him. His future had been the dead woman in his brother's arms. Oh, okay. Carmen, rest in peace. Rest easy, Big C. It's nice knowing you. Cade, this is all your fault, buddy. Yeah, Cade, you screwed the pooch. Bad. Well, let's jump ahead now. (laughs) 25% mark. the real story. The real book, hopefully, unless we're still in the prologue. You never know. 25% mark of Cade.
Here we go. 25%, Mark, of Cade. Chapter 4. Captain Kelly, Cade said, shaking the hand his superior held out to him. I thought I'd come in a day early just to check things out. Don't mind my sticky hand, sir. <laughs> sir, sir, yes, sir. Mick Kelly was a 25-year veteran of the force and didn't put up with anyone's shit. He barely came up to Cade's shoulders. Definitely not the criminals or victims. His khaki pants. Fuck all that shit. Keep yapping at me. I didn't do it. You did it. His khaki pants bagged on him. He had his coffee stain down the front of his shirt. He's sagging those? Did I hear that this guy's sagging? (laughs) I don't know about this guy. What's he got in those cargo pockets? What are you hiding? And his red hair was streaked through with wiry gray. Damn, this guy sounds like a wreck. (laughs) Kate had done his research, and Mick Kelly had been a damned good detective in his day. Now he was damned good at being the boss. This job wouldn't be easy to pull over on him. And if I had a business card, that's what it would say. I'm damned good at being the boss. That's all. Not even a business or an address or phone number. (laughs) You can't refute it. Nope. You'll remember me because I'm damn good at being the boss. Executive decision. Made these cards. I made these cards. I have no money. I took out a loan. Only cost 50 bucks. Now I'm $9,950 in debt. I'm going to need that card back. Yeah. I was just about to call you in, Mackenzie. Because I'm damn good at being the boss. Come into my office for a few minutes. Cade arched a brow at the order, considering he wasn't even official for another 24 hours. Cade, mind your manners. Unarch that brow. But he followed behind him. Captain Kelly's office was a big glass cube in the middle of the precinct. And they <laughs> wove their way through haphazard metal desks filled with paperwork and empty styrofoam uh, cups. The efficient police. Before Kelly ushered him inside the crammed space. Just get your aluminum Dasani can off the table. Who drinks Dasani out of a fucking can? It's sparkling water. Everyone drinks sparkling water. Ganesh is not satisfied with helping the earth. Let me put this water in an aluminum can. Well, they can reuse it. To make more aluminum. Terrific. Spit in God's eye, why don't you? Can't do it. He won't take it. What if I could? I would. He'd remember me. He'd say, you're going to go on the, uh, the naughty, naughty list. The naughty list. The God <laughs> boy list. Which, again, supports my previous theory that Santa is God. Go back a couple episodes if you're interested in that. Won't stop talking about it. He is. That's who I pray to. Santa Am I not supposed to? He brings me presents. What's the other God ever done for me? Nothing. Family death. Thanks, bud. Give me an iPod. The floor was an industrial-grade carpet, and a dead plant sat in the corner. But Cade felt at home. Sad. Comps and agents of all kinds were inherently the same. Dumb. The job always came above comfort, and he realized he'd missed a badge more than he thought he would. I, too, would like a badge to let me do anything I want. You can make your own. That's, that, that is a life hack if I've ever heard one. I have an aluminum can. You just crush it, put it in a black <laughs> wallet, boom, you're a cop. Officer Dasani reporting for duty. <laughs> Detective Black Cherry. It's a family name. I come from a long line of black cherries. <laughs> The last few weeks off had left him restless. He took the seat across from Kelly's desk as his captain sat in the scarred leather chair behind it. Ooh, what happened to your chair? <laughs> Boy, these cops are so rough, even their chairs have scars. <laughs> you should have seen the other guy. My ass. <laughs> I want you to take a look at these. Homicide sent me the photos this morning, though the murder happened three nights past. What are these? A dead body, sir. Ah! No wonder Homicide sent it over. After the investigation stalled, they decided it might be more up our alley. And after reading the reports, I tend to agree. Kelly pushed the file across from him, but kept his fingers on it until Cade looked up at him in question. Bet you can't get this out from under my fingertips. (laughs) Sir, not again. (laughs) Pull as hard as you want, little boy. You're never going to get these files out. 
We've got people in lockup, sir. I want you to know the DEA sent me your file, he said, doing such a complete 180 in the conversation that Cade wondered what the hell was really going on. The DEA seems to think you're only on loan to me for a little while. They're expecting you to come crawling back when you get tired of being confined to one space for too long. Kelly arched a wiry brow in expectation. A lot of brow arching. And Cade had to fight back the grin. The only way he'd convince the DEA to release him was to promise them he'd be available for occasional consulting work if they needed him. Uh, I guess if I have to, the DEA won't leave me alone. He had no plans to belong to anyone after this mission was over. Ugh, the DEA's texting me again. But Captain Kelly was liable to get more than he bargained for in hiring Cade because he had a feeling the DEA wasn't going to let him go so easily. Get over it, DEA. It's done. I'm seeing other people now. DE nied. Ooh! That's what I would say if the DEA tried to arrest me, and then I would die in a hail of gunfire. (laughs) (laughs) I would go down swinging. I'm telling you right now. I don't care. Nobody's listening to this. Yeah, son. I would shoot back. (laughs) That file was damned interesting, his captain continued. Though there was a lot of missing information. Anything you need to tell me? Like why the DEA is suddenly my new best friend? Cade met his gaze evenly. Giving none of his thoughts away, the DEA could play games if they wanted to. He was retired from the agency, and all he cared about was the job he was supposed to do here. All I care about is enforcing drug laws in my spare time now. I'm an amateur. I do it for the love of the game, not the money. His neck had been itching, and his gut churning ever since he'd crossed into Texas. And Captain Kelly was nobody's fool. It's a dry heat. (laughs) It takes a while to get used to it, I think. Though Cade knew he'd lie to the man if he had to. You're a tough son of a bitch, Mackenzie. Your superiors say you're an agent that always got the job done, no matter what it took. I'm giving you a hell of a lot more leeway than the other cops under my watch. Love this guy. But I'm going to be mighty pissed if you go back to the DEA after this is over. I'd like to have a man with your experience. I bet. On the force, permanently. Oh, oh yes. Do we understand each other? Oh yeah. Cade nodded sharply and Kelly relaxed in his seat. Tell me what you see in the homicide report. A lot of blood. There's a body. A couple knives. That's the body's blood. I think I see some entrails. There's is the gun. Yeah. Cade pulled the file onto his lap and flipped it open, his expression ever changing at the gruesome photos that lay on top. The girl was so young, no more than 18 or 20. That's what happens when you bring a uh, knife to a gunfight. Stared open and blank. At the surprise on her fragile features, makeup was smeared under her eyes and across her lips, and Cade took in the bites and abrasions on her nude body. Is she a vampire? Syringe that stuck out of the vein in her arm might as well have been saying fuck Hugh to whatever officer first arrived on scene. Hugh? It couldn't have been more obvious that the girl was murdered. He read the homicide detective and medical examiner's reports, but he already knew what he'd find. He'd seen it before. This was a cartel killing, and the small cut on the inside of her thigh meant that she was the first victim they'd claimed. The coroner's report came back, and it just says cartel. It's a classic case of the cartel. This is a tried and true cartel killing. Yeah. You see that little cut? You see that other cut? You see how they all spell out cartel? (laughs) That's a cartel signature, my friend. Well, shit, the cartel's nothing to fuck with. Seems to me. Imagine if they actually did write fuck you on their syringe. Now that's ballsy. That's pretty cool. I could get behind the cartel in that case. Have you guys been following the El Chapo testimonies? Not at all. Is he guilty? Yeah. Oh. 
Okay. But Op- it's crazy. Open and shut. It's just crazy. He escaped through a tunnel. I think everyone knew that. Yeah, that was the big thing I knew about uh, him. But also, he bribes a president. Which one? I don't know. Of Mexico? Yeah. Oh, okay. $100 million. For what? They caught him by getting to his IT guy and installing like tracking software. That's on his how they always get you. They got o- Osama with his little delivery boy running into town for food, whatever he's eating out there. Well, that's uh, that'll teach you to trust people. Don't do it. Hey, let's jump ahead now to the 50% mark of Cade. Hey, 50% Cade, go now. Now, go, now, Ganesh, go. Chapter five. Go, 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 go. The man was making her crazy. He'd lived next door to her for four days, and it, and her nerves were strung so tight, she was surprised her brain didn't leak right out of her ears. Hmm. He must be loud. He had a habit of showing up out of nowhere, and she had gotten to the point. <laughs> well, he does live there. Isn't that kind of the point? I was nowhere. Now I'm home. No, maybe he's coming to her door. Oh, I don't like that. No, 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 no. no. And she'd gotten to the point where she was sneaking in and out of her house like a thief just to avoid him. Because damn, that kiss. Damn. Could not. I wish I was your lover. Sorry. When I hear damn, I have to do that. I'm not familiar. Damn. Damn. I wish I was your lover. You should have had like a different key. That's how the song goes. Oh. He'd have her naked and on her back in no time. Actually, how I did it was like a little better than how the song. (laughs) Yeah, the song's more like, damn. 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 I wish I was your lover. Who sings that? (laughs) (laughs) Donny Osmond? Wait, this may be wrong. If I'm wrong, cut it and don't put the X over it because it's not going to be funny. I think there's an 80s slash 90s singer named, I want to say, Cece DePeniston. That's wrong. Google it. That's wrong. Google it. I'm not disputing the fact that there is a singer by that name. I'm saying this song is not by that. I'm Googling right now. Damn. Uh, you may be right. You okay? It's by Sophie B. Hawkins. Cut all that out. <laughs> but there is somebody. CCD penis. <laughs> is that right? That's a real person. It's a real person. Because there's some song they sing that I like that I looked up. God fucking who is it? I'll come back to this. Let's just go. He'd have her naked and on her back in no time if his lips ever touched hers again. Criminy. So this guy can plant a kiss, huh? Mwah! Oh. And she wasn't about to let that happen. Common sense had kicked in once her brain had started functioning again. Cade had actually said, If I was the kind of man who believed in settling down for the long haul, which meant he wasn't the type of at all. She wasn't built for one night stands or casual affairs. So Cade is the kissing Cade's, extraordinaire. Cade is the cat, if you will. Bad boy. Cade can kiss. Kissing Cade. Cade with a K. Big kisser. Lips like a Casper mattress. Huh. You sink into them, but they're firm enough for a good night's sleep. And they're infested with bed bugs. And they have terrible, terrible customer service. Yeah. This episode sponsored by Casper Mattresses. But not the one that Shane got. Wasn't happy with the service. That's why I went with Lisa. Dual A. <laughs> Get yourself a Lisa. Put it on top of your Casper. You're like the princess in the pea. That's right. I sleep in between them. Comfort on all sides. You identify with the P in that story, huh? You like the feeling of a mattress on your back. How about on your front at the same time that it's on your back? Two mattresses stacked up. Lisa, Casper, dual roll. A little Austin sandwich. There's room for everything. 
You're and, the uh, surprise. I, oh, I'm always surprised. You slither in and out. Oh, I slither. Yeah. You bring your desserts. The number of times the cops have woken me up because somebody has thought I was dead is, I mean, that's I get, that's the deep sleep I, I get. I can imagine you emerging with like pretending to have like a rattlesnake rattle. It's just you with a little baby's rattle. That's what you imagine, huh? And you're hissing. That's a little insight into what's going on in your brain. Just picture it, Ganesh, will you? Gee. See? It wasn't his fault. Damn! It's just the way she was. But she also knew the power of attraction. She was only human, but as long as she stayed away, she'd be fine. You okay, Bayleaf? Her assistant, <laughs> her assistant Tara LaCourt asked. <laughs> I want, I, I, Unbelievable. Don't ruin this for me. I want Tara LaCourt to be one word. Is there a gas leak in this yeah. town where all the parents just... My good like, friend Tara LaCourt and my other good friend Bayleaf. You've been acting strange all day. And then Cade, the town bachelor maybe you're coming down with the same bug i had the love bug tara's smooth mocha skin was creased with concern okay her dark eyes filled with worry all right and bayleaf turned back to the mannequin she was working on in the window so tara wouldn't see the lie on her face bayleaf and her best friend i'm fine tara i draw the smiles on the mannequins every day a new smile every day a new smile just for our customers she said Adjusting the black lace negligee so it hung perfectly. Just a little tired. I haven't been sleeping well the last couple nights. The long swath of fabric was completely sheer, shot through with threads of silver. The neckline and back plunged dramatically, and it was meant to catch the eye of those walking past her shop. All she could think about was wearing it for Cade and watching him lose his mind. Imagine walking past the shop and saying, oh, what a beautiful negligee. Yeah, and then you pop a boner right there. Whoops. And then everybody on the street starts laughing and pointing. You're like, I'm sorry, I saw a negligee. And then you run. And the smile on that mannequin. <laughs> Beaming. She was so happy to see you. It's like you formed a real connection. Anyway, time to run home and hide. That's the exact plot of that Tom Hanks movie where the mannequin comes to life and falls in love with him. Mm, the exact plot. Yes. Boner and all. Which is the name of a new podcast on the original Kings of Content podcast network. Is it Boner et al? Boner and all. And all. Yeah. Boner and all. And it's actually a new character Ganesh created called Boner and his friends. Yeah. It's like a, uh, it's an audio drama. (laughs) (laughs) I think Welcome to Night Vale meets Amazon Book Club. But with more of an NPR quality to it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I said boner and all. Real highbrow shit. All she, <laughs> all she could think about was wearing it for Caden, watching him lose his mind. <laughs> okay, please. Back down. He's fighting him off with a stool. Bailey, what have you done to me? Oh, no, Cade, no. Of course. She, she slaps him in the face with that date rape drug. Go to sleep, Cade. <laughs> Too much for me. This was a high dosage. Oh, I see my future and she, my past. Of course, she'd have to alter the bust if she were to wear the gown, but it would be worth the extra work. Well, it's no wonder. You've worked nonstop since I was out sick. I think you need to hire a part-time person or two. We're getting enough business that you and I are spread pretty thin, and it would be nice to have extra time off every once in a while. I know. I just want it to be the two of us for as long as possible. I'm not ready to let go just yet. She and Tara had <laughs> met in college. Do you have a thought, Ganesh, or just a sass? Anything you want to... Sassy noise. You judging them? What are you, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Why don't you chime in once in a while, huh? And had been inseparable <sighs> ever since. He's shy. And the thought of someone else coming in made her heart hurt just a little. Ganesh was blushing and batting his eyelashes at us. She built her business from the ground up. 
and it was making her a hell of a profit. Successful. Uh, like Muhammad? To the point that she'd started to think about opening another shop in Dallas. Why don't you go home for the day, Tara said, and take tomorrow too. I'm feeling much better. I'm sorry, was that Tara LaCourt? And you look like you need the... Tara's words trailed off as the bell chimed over the front door. Ding dong. Uh-oh, time to hide. The purge is here. And she could have sworn she heard her friend mutter, holy mother of God, under her breath. Is that motherfucking Kate McKenzie walking in here? Look at this stud in his jeans. <laughs> He's really filling those jeans Oh, out. boy. Those jeans were loose and now they're tight. Bailey knew it was him before she turned around. The atmosphere was immediately charged with tension. What's that? It smells like manure in here. Well, Kate, <laughs> I knew you were here, you son of a bitch. And she swore. Her you in- stuffing those jeans, Kate? <laughs> Kate, you're ripe for a hose. <laughs> we got to groom you, boy. Hose him down. And she swore her nipples hardened uh, like homing beacons. <laughs> oh, no. Whenever he going was in crazy near, directions. We're, we're locking onto him. Bailey gave the front window display a final look before turning to Cade. She made sure her expression was composed and her breathing was mostly That's normal. Right. The expression she drew on the mannequin's face. <laughs> Beautifully composed, right in the middle of the face where it's supposed to go. <laughs> Like that mouth, right dead center. Do you like Cecilia's look today, Cade? Ah, yes. She looks uh, frightened. What a negligee on her. I love that new negligee she's wearing with the uh, face of pure terror. Don't you can only be hanging on that. Uh. I I don't think we have anything in your size here, Mackenzie. Right. I wear a triple extra large in the dick area. (laughs) Cade, so crude but so handsome. That's a man's man. Tara choked and Cade smiled wickedly. Somehow I've said like the worst stuff in this episode that I've ever said. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's we're, We turned the corner. 50 in the rear view. The next 50 are going to get rough. We're getting sick. And twisted. Making Bailey's heart pound harder in her chest. If it calls for it. What do you have in your size? He asked. This? His fingers. He grabbed his crotch. He grabs <laughs> Kate, please. Grabs, sir. I was going to say he grabs the negligee. Whoops. Sorry. Again, I'm going to take a breather. I'll be back in a minute. His fingers skimmed the bodice of a silvery blue gown she'd been eyeing for herself. You were on the right track. It was more modest than most of the pieces in the shop, but it was breathtaking. Got this in men's medium. <laughs> well, let me check the back. Reminding her of something that would be would have been worn in the 40s. I think I'm going to take my lunch break, Tara said wide-eyed. Three is obviously a crowd here. Tara's going to go to the food La court. <laughs> Time for my tuna melt. Don't mind the smell. Tuna melts smell fine. Yeah, like hot tuna, Well, which in Shane's mind is fine. Cold, t- cold <laughs> tuna is much more pungent than is that warm right? tuna. No way. Yeah, All the way around, my tuna friend. Tuna melts, you got other, it's the bread that you're smelling. You're telling me that a tuna sub smells better <laughs> than Shane, sushi? Shane, you really dug yourself into a... If you took this to a debate club, I don't see any way that your side quit. <laughs> Tuna Hot melt? tuna smells better than cold tuna? A tuna melt on sourdough? Yeah, well, you're cooking on you can, sourdough. You can smell that shit from a mile away. Who's eating tuna you can't smell sushi. Like, well, you're making your I'm tuna melt cold of? tuna salad is much more oh, pungent. Now you're saying salad. Well, tuna melt is tuna salad. It's not just tuna. If, yeah, Shane is correct. It's not a hulking, bony tuna. I'm not debating <laughs> what's in a tuna salad. But with a tuna salad, you cook the tuna in the first place. 
Well, sure. It's all cooked. Yeah. It's not ahi. I'm not talking sushi here, folks. Anyway, another uh, rousing episode of Amazon Book Club. L- listeners, <laughs> tuna melts smell fine. Have them on your lunch break. Listeners. Don't pack a tuna kit and make tuna. That stinks. We're going to, here's what we're going to do. You know what? We're talking about social media outreach here in our internal Amazon Book Club meetings that I apologize for exposing to the listener. But social media outreach, here's what we're going to do. We're going to post a question. Which smells worse, hot tuna or cold tuna? We're putting this on the Twitter. Vote. Hashtag Team Shane for hot tuna. Yeah. Don't do that, actually. But just know that hot tuna, that's Shane. And I'm saying cold tuna, can't even smell it. Way off, buddy. Uh, I had some cold tuna for dinner. And it was great. And I couldn't smell it. Wow, that's sad. I wrote You it. had poke. That's a yeah, whole with a bunch food. of raw tuna on it. Dude, tuna salad has like pickles and like mayonnaise and shit. All right, you folks, can we can't, we gotta, we get, let's, ju- well, let's jump ahead now to the, what is it, 50, 75, 100? Where are we? We're running real long. Let's jump ahead to the 50% mark. Holy hell, the hey, 50% mark. You can okay. smell the cheddar. We're at 48 minutes. Cheddar, baby! <laughs> Anyway, God, Jesus, we just took a 45 minute break and we can't get we can't get off of it. We're jumping into the 50 percent mark now. Let's press record and then just hit the jewel 450 times. What is that? Another one? How many of these jewels you got, buddy? You got a problem. That was his special jewel. Yeah, that one has uh, cotton candy in it. Okay, you ready? Let's read the 50 percent mark. Is that right? 50. This is a shameful episode of Cade. Read it, please. Chapter eight. Good Lord. Bailey gasped. I feel like we've been, this this episode feels eternal. Because we did the prologue. Prologues take forever. Bailey gasped. Belief. As the dull sheen of the gun glinted in the moonlight. Guys, we got action. We got Chekhov's dull gun. Oh, shiny. My bad. And she sunk to her chin in the hot tub, feeling a little too exposed in the tiny black bikini she wore. Don't go past the chin. Mm -mm. That water is funky. Take a gulp. All she'd wanted was to soak away the day in peace and quiet, and neither of those words were ones she would use in conjunction with Cade McKenzie. Mm, This guy is loud and violent. She'd thought turning out all the lights and pretending she wasn't home would discourage him from seeking her out. She just needed time, but clearly her plan had failed. After he'd left her earlier that morning, she'd done nothing but thinking about his touch all day. As if she were an addict waiting for her next fix. Need my hit of Kate. Give me a puff. She'd never climaxed like that before. Never even thought it was possible to lose such complete control of her mind and body. It was disturbing and arousing at the same time. I shot a gun while I did it. That's how wild it was. He shouldn't have given me that gun. Maybe he's just gyrating. <laughs> Ugh, my lord. Kate had managed to strip away the layers she'd built over the last several years in a matter of minutes. If she was being honest with herself, he'd gotten to her in the first five minutes after they had met. That was her problem. Her pattern. <coughs> oh, no. Well, I'd like to dedicate this episode to the memory of Ganesh Sarma. <laughs> he caught the, uh, the Cade cough. Which is actually uh, tuberculosis. <laughs> so that's what they call it down there in Texas. Pretty fun. She believed in the possibility of soulmates in the happily ever after. And because of her childhood and the instability she had had by not having a permanent home, she was constantly looking for the one person who could give her that happily ever after and the stability she craved. You know, Ganesh is going to be the first person to overdose on jewels. What do you think about that? If this was, if that, I'm just my guess. I read an article that there's a kid out there that's going through 20 pods a day, and that shit is wild. And you're like, that's crazy. That's something to work towards. How much does 20 pods a day cost? A lot. I like $400. Oh, so this kid's a little rich bitch. To the guillotine, boy. Let them eat 
drool. That's what the teens these days are saying. Good Lord. That should be the end of the podcast. <laughs> we hit it. That's peak performance. And because of her childhood, those thoughts had been swirling around her mind like the water cocooning her body when she'd felt another presence close by. Cade, take a hint, bud. Get out of here. This is a one-person tub. She couldn't hear or see anyone, but she definitely felt them. Her brothers had always told her to trust her first instinct because it was usually right. She hadn't thought she'd made any noise, but screening for help or running for cover was out of the question is by Kate the time. Is Cade, like, a bad guy? She saw the weapon pointed in her direction. He might be. He's the star. The name of the He'd book. been that silent, oh. that quick, and obviously that deadly. Don't move one fucking muscle, Cade said, his voice barely carrying across the small distance between them. Damn, Cade sucks. I didn't realize this. Have Cade's you lost bad. your mind, Bailey? Bailey. What the hell are you doing out here? Bailey swallowed nervously. Seeing him this way was disconcerting. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Cade, I hate it when you have a gun pointed at me. I don't like the way it looks. He moved like the night itself, his body lithe and graceful, like a cat stalking its prey. Beautiful. And his face was hard, his eyes <laughs> lethal. Jesus Christ, Cade. This, this, this. This? This was a man who could kill without blinking an eye. The last I checked, this was my property, and I didn't have to check in with you to relax, she'd said, annoyed at the way she cowered. Thanks for blowing that all to hell, by the way. I thought you were in trouble, he said. Oh, he's good. Between gritted teeth. All the lights are off in your house, and you have absolutely zero protection out here if someone wanted to hurt you. Cade's a good guy with the gun. That <laughs> heard, guy. He's heard so many stories about that. My hero. I'd love to meet a good guy with a gun. Bailey felt the heat rush to her cheeks, and she damned her tongue even as she opened her mouth. The lights are out in my house because I wanted you to get a clue. I didn't feel like dealing with you again today, and I knew you were in my yard the moment you stepped onto my property. Yeah, that smell. Cade, take a bath. You're ripe again, Cade. Get the hose. He'd asked. He turned so the moonlight glinted off the white of his narrowed eyes. Jesus, this guy's Ooh. calculated. You get a good eye glint every once in a while? I'm getting one from you Never. right now. My eyes are dull and glossed over. Yeah, and they're both fake. No glint, no sight. Can't, can't see. Can't see a damn thing. But I can hear That's why we, beautiful voice. That's why we read to him. He didn't look happy. If I had been the enemy, you knowing I was here wouldn't have done you a lot of good. You would have been too late to take cover, meaning you'd be dead. This isn't Baghdad, Cade. What enemies? I have no enemies. Oh, Kate's got PTSD. Is that right? Seems like it. Tough. You, Tough. on the other hand, probably have more than you know what to do with. Don't you think you're overreacting just a little bit? She'd heard the slide of metal against leather as he holstered his weapon and breathed a sigh of relief. Her dad and brothers had made sure she knew how to shoot a gun, but she'd never been comfortable with them. Where are these mythical brothers? Bring them out. I don't think metal and leather makes a noise. Do you know that thing in uh, swords coming out of scabbards do not even make a noise? Is that what they call that? A scabbard? Yeah. Yeah, and they they just add that in all the movies just so it gives a little uh, sense of a little extra whimsy like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They yeah. don't make a noise. It's just so that's the sound effect we can't go to. Let's give the scabbard sound effect a funeral right now. Thank you, scabbard sound effect. We didn't get to you yet, but you would have been good in the future. But now we can't. What if they play a funeral? Um, that vitamin C song. Yeah, yeah, but also it's in bagpipes. <laughs> You, you, can, you can do that, right? And I think there's a round of applause, too. There's always a round of applause when we're around. What are you going to do? And the clanking of swords. Yeah, I mean, there's when you unsheath the sword, you got to have a fight. I want you to play The Heat Is On at my funeral. Okay. Uh, 
We can do that. Uh, we, yeah. We Those can make, rights are a fair game. Yeah. Well, by the time you die, it'll be in the public domain. You'll be 167 years old. Oh, yeah. The future's going to be nuts. It is on. Could you imagine if we're like part of that generation that just kind of keeps living for a while? I don't want it. Me neither, but we should keep the podcast going. Yeah? Train our sons. <laughs> I train my boy in the art of podcast. Get out there, boy. My kid. You shouldn't. You absolutely shouldn't. I could teach a boy. You ever... <laughs> Jesus Christ. You ever met a homeschooled kid that wasn't just a complete disaster? Uh, no. 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 That's what Ganesha's going for, so. But I'm the cool dad. Yeah, those are always the best teachers. Everyone loves a cool dad. Are you a cool dad? You don't know yet. You could be a bad dad. You could be head of a cartel smacking the shit out of your daughter, selling her date rape drugs. Shooting her boyfriend in the shoulder. Yeah. Dragging him out of bed. All naked. That's disgusting. You could be out here pumping the the streets of our community with snooters. Snooters. The fun drug. Well, yeah, but snooters is the fun drug. Snooters. Snooters is the fun drug. You can't, you can't argue with it it's true do it if you get a chance to do I mean, it who cares if it's flooding the community yeah it's, it's fun it's fun it's you know fun drop. you know what i heard is steve jobs he took a handful of snooters invented the apple computer snooters that's what'll get you you're the next steve jobs you know that uh commercial for macintosh that person running yeah and throws the throws thing the in the hammer it? yeah snooters. snooters that's how you feel when you snoot mm-hmm. just snoot it snooter to lose it buddy snooter to lose it and lose it meaning your friend group because they are also on snooters snooters because it's the fun drug Snooters. Snooters. And she found she especially didn't like having one pointed at her. No, I'm not overreacting, he said, running a frustrated hand through his hair. Come on, we need to talk. You know what's fun? I hate to interrupt the book, but I'm not listening to it. The most fun thing you can do is pop a couple snooters. Snooters. And then you hop on that bow flex. Oh, man. You start jamming on that flex, buddy. You get a, a pump in the in the old biceps and tries. You know what? The lats, squats. You know, you're, you're glossing over a lot of the fun. You got to pounce into your room, mm-hmm. claw it up to your unit. Yeah, okay. I mean, I like to call it my rig, but sure. You know, well, right foot down on the floor, yeah. left foot down over the unit. Floor. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Plop down. Yeah. Scoot back. Yep. Start it. Yeah. Loosen up. You rev it up, right? There's like a, I believe a Bowflex has a, a pull start, like a lawnmower. No, under your under your right foot is a, a pedal. Oh, there's a pedal. Is, is this diesel? You slam that thing down to the ground. Now, let me ask you this. Does they have a Hemi? I was wondering what, what, what kind of Hemi are we talking about on this thing? I want to get this rig smoking. I want my apartment to be full of black smoke so when I inhale, it works out the inside, too. Oh, it does. The core. That's You're a core. Get that. You want a core workout? You inhale thick smoke. That's what I'm saying. That's the Bowflex way. Well, that's what they say. Once the smoke starts a blowing, that's when you start a bowing. That's what I've heard. And then the muscles come a flowing. Yeah. The only thing you need to keep you awake is snooters. It's the fun drug. Snooters. You suit them. You boot them. You flex that bow. Then you're done. You crank it up. I'm done reading. <laughs> well, on that solemn note, let's jump ahead now to the 75% mark of Cade. <laughs> Got all juiced up. Hey, baby, when you're feeling that bow flex, you, you, you give into it. You gotta do it. So I we got went, battery acid coursing through my muscles. So we took a tenor. That's a 10 hour break, and we just jammed it on the flex. And now we are sweaty, 
a little sleepy and ready to get back into the 75% mark of Cade. Cade, don't make this harder than it already is. I'm not built for this. You could make me fall in love with you. He stiffened behind her, rejecting the words. Even as they brought him satisfaction, he wanted her love. He didn't just know if he could return it. After Carmen, he wasn't sure he was capable of ever, ever loving anyone again. He's not. And he hadn't even wanted to try because of the danger in his life. Not that his caution had helped him at any of this time. Bayleaf had drawn him in, and he was facing a situation that could end up similar to when Carmen was killed. Cade's the definition of a loose cannon. Am I right? I can't trust this guy. I can't trust him as far as I could throw him. Cade is like a redneck James Bond. That's a no, no, no. He's like a redneck Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> so like double Dog the Bounty Hunter. He's double dogging it. Double dog. Sometimes you got him. Dog him if you got him. Only this time, he didn't think he'd be able to survive it. Bailey had wrapped herself around his heart that quickly. Love wasn't something he could deal with just yet. You got he too close, knew. Bayleaf. You got too close. He only knew he wanted Bailey to belong to him. Ugh. What? Something bad happening? No, just the way that's phrased. Oh. Belong to him. Yeah, that's yeah. gross. Not into it. Kate's gross. I don't think the Kate is gross as much as the author is oh, his, yeah. bad. And you know, I don't think the author is gross as much as society that shaped them is just, uh, it's a tragedy. They're all gross. And I don't think it's society that's gross. I think it's the God that created them. And yeah. I'm talking about Santa Claus. Santa, come down from the North Pole, you fucking coward. Get down here and face me. D dispute these claims, Santa. If you had any balls, you'd come on this show and you'd tell me you're God. Christ. Santa's Crandall. balls are his gift sacks. Excuse me. What's going on here? Then what are the elves? And that was his duty to keep her safe. The nope. angels? Nothing else matters. Oh right shit! Now. Yeah, another direct corollary: the angels or the elves. All right, it's all coming together. Santa, I'm fucking serious. Wait, bud. then who's Satan? Frosty? Jack Frost? Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Or Rudolph, his no. trusted assistant that oh. he will send down to. Mm, that's where, true. Where's Satan? Hell? Yeah, I think it's hell. Okay. South Pole, if you will. Love. It's the hot one. Love wasn't something he could deal with just yet. In the immortal words of Rob Thomas. Man, it's a hot one. Dude. And that it was his duty to keep her safe. Nothing else mattered right now. His hand skimmed up the silky length of her inner thigh, rubbing in slow circles, teasing at the sensitive flesh he knew was already wet. What do we got up here? He already he knew was already <laughs> wet and creamy for him. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Wet and creamy. No. Yeah, like, like a, a soup. Or a salad. You eat a lot of creamy salads? Yeah, ranch. You don't like a creamy ranch? <laughs> Come on. Her. Dry bone ranch ass. Fool. Yeah, he her, just puts the ranch powder on his salad. Her breath hitched. A little he, essence of ranch. As he nibbled at the spot just between her neck and shoulder. Nah, her, Cade. And he used his other hand to quickly undo the buttons of her shirt I she had borrowed from him. No, thank you. She shuddered beneath his fingers and her head leaned against the bathroom door in defeat. Shuddering doesn't sound good. Nor does defeat. True. She couldn't deny him just as he'd never be able to deny her. Well, why would he try? He turned her around so she faced him and took her mouth quickly, the kiss hot and deep and wet. Ooh. They were both panting for breath by the time they broke apart. Cade took a step back before he lost control completely. Oh, no. He'd never lost control with a woman. He's uh, like a wild Labrador. Take him to the point where rational thought disappeared and all that was left was the animal nature writhing inside of him. Can you tame this wild horse? Trying to break free. And Can claim. you break this stallion? Ryan. What was his? The sight of her pressed back against the door almost had him coming in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really cuts the romantic mood like the phrase coming in his pants. Oh, Cade. Oh, boy. He Very problematic. He heaved with passion while he came in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
Really sucks the life out of the scene. Her golden hair was tussled sexily around her face and her lips were swollen and red from her from his kisses. Oh, this is real hot. This is gross. He's kissing too hard. <laughs> Rock hard. Oh, Ganesh. No. Leave. Leave. That's this is my weird. house. You're supposed <laughs> to be. I can pop bonus if I want you're to. You're supposed to be an objective observer. It's my party and I can pop bonus if I want to. But no, no. Number Too much boner talk. This, save this for uh, <laughs> boner and all. The dress shirt she wore gaped open. Ugh, but it was like, caught. Don't use gaped. Come on. But it was caught just at the edge of her nipples on each side. Oh. When you're writing a sex book, you use the word gaped very carefully. You don't just toss that around. That's all I'm saying. Cade's gaping bullet Don't hole. Google it. But it was caught just at the edge of her nipples on each side, tempting him with glimpses every time she inhaled. His gaze traveled down to the bare flesh between her thighs, dewy with desire. No. <laughs> dewy. <laughs> dewy with no. desire. Too much. Stop leaning into it too, too much. much. He sank to his knees in front of her, his tongue seeking the sweet let's, honey. Let's, hey, let's, uh, I'd like to, pussy. let's jump ahead now to and the last level. Oh, inner cries as he sucked stop at it. her clitoris. Stop it. No, Ganesh, stop, stop. No, I'm not allowing yeah, this. With no. his tongue. We're jumping ahead to the last page of Cade. Thank her you. Her hands tangled in his hair. Stop. Oh, my. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm not. We're jumping ahead now. To the last page, hopefully something a little cleaner for the kids. You know what I'm saying? Stick around, kids. Don't mind all that silly stuff. All that, all those grown up words. Yeah, those are, uh, those means we're at the fair eating cotton candy. That's what all those words mean. Hey, we're jumping into the last page now of Cade by uh, Clear Pervert. The late morning sunlight streamed through the blinds, and Cade watched the play of shadows across the walls from the trees that what? blew with the rising wind. What's he gonna do? Fuck the shadows? Yeah, now? fuck. There would be a storm before long, inside as well as outside. There is too much between them that needed to be settled. More? He had managed not to drown them in the shower a half hour before, but it had been a close call. Hopefully Bailey would be able to rest now, completely, with no nightmares of Carlos creeping up on her. I'm tired, she muttered <laughs> against his shoulder. Have we, have we heard her yet? I don't remember that voice. I'm tired. I'm tired, Kane. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. He turned his head to look at her. She still had her eyes closed, but the flush of perpetual desire had finally left her skin, and now she was as pale as the moon. She dead? Goodbye. Dark circles rested against her eyes, and her hair was must entangled around her face. Yep. Sounds dead. Put her six feet under. He'd never seen her looking more beautiful. Ah, God. Dead as a doornail. Love it. <laughs> Just the fact that she was alive was a miracle in itself. Well, because she's dead. <laughs> it would be a miracle, but she's dead. Her announcement was so ridiculous that he would have laughed if he had had the energy. You should be, he said. I think I'm paralyzed from the waist down. Ah. You better not be. She tried to lean up on her arms, but she didn't have the strength to hold herself up long. Jeez, what a ravenous night of lovemaking this sounds like. I've got to get home, and I need someone to carry me. Glad we didn't get all the gory details of that passionate night of yeah, lovemaking. Good executive decision. Yeah. Don't ever <laughs> cut me off. In the break, Ganesh threw Again. a fit. He threw a fit. Let the master work. Ganesh thinks his smut is art. And let me tell you, not in this town. Not in this room. Not in this room. Mm -mm. I was close. To what? Coming in your pants? <laughs> well, thanks for looking out for us. Ugh. Which you did not do. This is a foul episode. We don't deserve any of the accolades we've received from the two people who gave them to us. Take Since them back. I give them back. Yeah. I cede my uh, compliments to my mother. Not me, because this is all I got. <laughs> Since you're the only one here... 
I'm voting you for the job. His fingers tightened against her back as her words slammed against him. Bayleaf, he said. <laughs> Sorry, that still slams. Yeah, that name is good. I don't want you to leave. That shit slaps. Stay with me. Make your home with me. She tried to roll out of his arms, but the lethargy was too great, and he was able to stop her easily. He pinned her to the bed and make her look him in the eyes. There was no hiding now. He showed her everything that was swirling inside of him. Look at my creepy jackal eyes. Feelings he'd never let anyone else see. My hard face. Don't do this, Cade, <laughs> she said, oh, no. her eyes filling with tears. I'm tired. I'm tired, Cade. I don't want to look at your scary eyes. Let's just chalk this up to a learning experience and move on. I don't need you to say things you don't mean because you think you hurt my feelings. I'm fine, but I need to move on. It's no big deal. The hell it isn't, he growled. You said you loved me, Bayleaf. Was it a lie? She swallowed all of audibly. Boom. <laughs> And her gaze drifted to his shoulder. Is that your swallow noise? It should be. (laughs) The vulnerability that flashed in her eyes made him want to kick himself. He'd done nothing but hurt her since they had met. Yeah, Kate is a psychopath. What is going on? Don't care for him. All because of his insecurities and fears. He needed more than anything to hear her say those words again. No, the word was barely audible. It wasn't a lie. I love you. That won't ever change. He breathed a sigh of relief and bowed his head so it rested against her forehead. You left me too soon, he told her. You didn't hear all of what I said to Declan. I was running scared, baby. She got another page under the white baby name book. There's Declan. And I was trying to come up with any reason I could to keep denying what I felt for you. Didn't take me long to realize that me denying it didn't make it untrue. She tried to blink the tears back. Her determination did not let him see her cry obvious. He remembered what her brother said. Bailey never cried, but it seemed that was all he'd made her do since he crushed whatever had been building between them with his callous words. Yeah, he's bad and manipulative. Yeah, don't care for him as a title character. Worst title character on the podcast. I love you, Bayleaf. I mean every word of it, and I'll mean it forever. The thought of losing you is almost paralyzing, and I can't live without you. This guy's really hung up on being paralyzed. Is that something that perhaps happens later in the series? Ooh, foreshadowing. Yeah. They should rename this Bayleaf. It should be about her. I mean, but it is kind of appropriate because we have read numerous books with the character Cade in it, and they're almost always this character. The badass, manipulative cowboy. And finally, we see one seem to get his comeuppance, or at least get called out. It's nice to see Cade taking down a notch for once. Really? Because it seems like they're going to be together by the end of this. We don't know. We don't know. That's the whole fun. He leaned down and kissed her softly. Desire was a distant simmer, and all that was between them now was the love they had for each other. She lost the battle with her tears, and they escaped, trailing slowly down her pale cheeks. Marry me, Bailey. Make me alive again. I I guess I Be my future. I was wrong. Her arms tightened around him in a fierce embrace, and her yes was barely audible. Because it was a no. And she was dead. (laughs) Though I should probably make you suffer more, she said, her smile wobbly. Undoubtedly. But if it makes you feel any better, your brother threatened to kick my ass. Oh, my mysterious absent brothers. Her laughter brought joy into his heart. A joy he hadn't felt in so long he couldn't remember the last time. He held the woman he loved in his arms, knowing that he'd be able to face anything as long as she was by his side. I'll protect you, she whispered. Always. Always, he promised. Fuck that. Fuck you, Cade. Fuck you, Cade. Cade sucks. I'm supposed to be happy with this ending? Cade sucks. Cade's a devilish guy. When did you, when did y'all turn on Cade? As soon as he pointed a gun at her. Yeah. That was like a red flag. This guy's guy's losing his cool. 
To be fair, it seemed like he was doing it in her interest. It's rarely in your interest to have a gun pointed at you. It is Texas. Uh, does that change anything for That's you? That's true. They point a gun at your baby as soon as it's born in Texas. If you go through a drive-thru, you have to you. tell them the make and model of your gun at the speaker. Yeah. And then you have to prove it when you get up there. And when you pick up your food, you have to actually duel. They point the, They point the gun at you. Yeah. You ever been to Texas? You rube? You got to get down there once in a while, but bring your uh, six shooter. I really didn't like Kate. I really didn't like how they wrote Bayleaf. They always write these women to have like tough older brothers. It's yeah. never just like a tough woman on her own. It's bullshit. You're right. This yeah, writer stinks. Now that is an astute observation, Shane. Thank you. Which I'm not used to. Thank you. On this podcast. I anyway. get that a lot. Yeah. No, you're right. That is a, a theme of these free ebooks is that the women are kind of a product of the men around them as opposed to their own living, breathing character that develops in the, on their own. It's unfortunate. Even the ones that are touted as the uh, the kind of heroes or the, uh, the the tough the tough women. It's sad. So how are we gonna cast this thing? <laughs> Let's see. For Cade, well, I got one. Jim Carrey. <laughs> Dude, I was also thinking Jim Carrey when we were reading eyebrows. it. Eyebrows. Why? Because he was always doing his eyebrows all up. What? So Jim Carrey. I mean, I guess I'm overruled. Two people said I, that's I would never would have guessed in a million years that one of you would say Jim Carrey. Why do you think Jim Carrey? You know, I don't know. I was like half thinking Ace Ventura. Me too. What about this said Ace Ventura to either of you? The eyebrows. The recklessness. <laughs> there you well, go. I'll be damned. All right. Jim Carrey. It's and a, also that scene when Cade crawls out of the rhino's anus. I, yeah, I remember that. And when he punches the guy, the Monopoly man, and wears him around like a scarf. That's true. And then there's the scene where Cade comes out of the bathroom and says, do not go in there. And then he smacks his pocket and water flies out. It's almost, it's tiptoes on ripoff. It's almost, yeah, it does seem like this was maybe supposed to be the novelization of Ace Ventura. And we they had to change the names at the last minute to avoid some licensing fees. That's neither here nor there. Now, who are we casting for Bayleaf, was it? I'm thinking Kate Winslet. Interesting, because I'm also going with the Jim Carrey connection. I oh, I didn't thinking, even mean to do that. I want to take it back now. I was thinking Cameron Diaz. Huh. Like You're going with the mask connection? Well, just the name Bayleaf makes me think of like a grass type Pokemon. Okay. So I was going to say like Ivysaur. Okay. Maybe Venusaur. I respect where you're coming from on maybe that Maybe Gloom would be fitting. No, that's Oscar bait right there. We're talking Best Supporting Actress level award for Smell Gloom. pretty rough on that set though. Well, listen. does she have nipples? Oh yeah. Gloom? Yes. How do you think they feed their young? So who else is in this book? Through the ass. Oh, Ganesh. Everything's what? just one hole with a They're Pokemon. They're plants. Goodness gracious. So like with Everything's just one hole with a Pokemon. <laughs> what? Who? You need a mental evaluation. So you're saying <laughs> Pikachu uses one hole to do everything. Do you yeah. see any other holes? Yeah, the hole that says Pika also shits. <laughs> <laughs> and pees. And pees. And vomits. And also eats. No, they just sweat the pee out. Oh, God. All right. Who else is in this damn book? Jesus. Declan. Declan is played by Chris Pratt. <laughs> there you go. What about... Uh, Chris Pratt's on that weird Christian shit these days. He's, he would, a, he's a creepy fuck boy. He's about 10 months away from being in a Lifetime movie. What about the... What's her... Uh, the or police ha- chief guy? Oh, I don't recall. He any. had red hair with a wire. Oh, that nightmare. Uh, that, I was, uh, was going to go with John McGinley. That's pretty good. He's red haired and big. Cool. John um, C. McGinley? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about another John McGinley. <laughs> Because I'm only familiar with C. That's not, that works for me. Okay, great. Is that all the characters? Who else is in this stupid book? Carmen, who dies. Oh, played and, by... And uh, the cartel leader. Oh, her dad. Okay, the cartel leader is played by uh, Ch- Cheech Marin. We should do a real uh, father-daughter thing. It should be John Voight and Angelina Jolie. The leader of the Mexican drug cartel is John Voight? It's fucked up. I can see it. I see it. Just throw a little tan on him. John Voight's a, a MAGA guy. He is. So this might be the role for him. To demonize? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm seeing where you're going with it now. Well, I don't hey, like it. Uh, you don't like it, but you can't deny the thought. 
And he gives his daughter a date, date rape drug. I mean, that sounds like a Voight move. Putting yeah. that on the record. John Voight, you want to sue us for it? I dare you. You'll make us famous. <laughs> well, hey, that's the end of the episode, I suppose. Thanks for joining us. Thank you to Morris Reese for our music. Thanks to Chris Linquist for our beautiful artwork. Thank you, the listener, for listening. You can find us at AMZN Book Club on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us at bookclubpodcast.com. You can email us at amzmbookclub at gmail.com. You can even give us a phone call at 567-309-0357. Yeah, that's 567-309-0357. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. Okay, thank you. Th- uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.